You are listening to KBIA 91.3 FM. I'm producer Christopher Husted. This is a rebroadcast of today's intersection. Tune in Monday through Friday at noon for the live call-in show, or leave us a message at 877-532-0971. That's 877-532-0971. Hello and welcome back to our special series of live discussions we're hosting here at KBIA every weekday at this time and this place. During this time of crisis, we're opening up the airwaves to community connection and conversation. Thank you for checking in. And for this Friday discussion, let's look to the weekend and consider whether some of our favorite extracurricular pursuits can help us through this crisis. Our guest today has spent years in the fields of both public health and creative writing. Lisa Safran is a novelist whose day job is public health, and she's the director of MU's Master of Public Health program. You can join the discussion. Let us know what you're reading, listening to, watching that is getting you through this crisis. Maybe there's even something that's more than just an escape that's actually helped provide meaning and solace during difficult times. Let us know what you're finding inspiring or helpful. And before we get to Lisa Safran, though, let's quickly check in with Chris Husted, our producer. Chris recently reported a feature on how Missouri musicians are going online to share their work and connect with audiences. Uh, Chris, are you there and can you hear me? Hey, Janet, can you hear me okay? Yes, Chris, we can hear you. Oh, good. Okay. I can't hear Janet. <laughs> okay. Hey, folks. Um, so I'll... I'll uh, Tell, talk about what I looked up with this music story. So uh, unfortunately, what's happening right now is a lot of venues have closed and a lot of um, concerts have been canceled, understandably because of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. And that has left a lot of musicians out of work right now. So with uh, uh, the innovative philosophy that a lot of musicians have. They've found a Facebook group uh, put together by Shannon Morris over in Kansas City uh, where they can have a virtual venue. It's called the Mid-Missouri Virtual Venue where people create events, musicians create events, I should say, and they uh, create a time when they will live stream an event and then it gets to show up right then uh, on that Facebook feed. So not only is it a place for musicians to uh, promote their work and and perform their work live, but it's also places a place for audiences to still catch a live performance or connect with a musician, even though uh, they may be performing from their homes uh, uh, or their basements or their their bedrooms. It's a pretty special place right now. All right, that's amazing, Chris, and great to hear. So this is Mid Missouri Virtual Venue, and anybody can check this out on Facebook. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So just go to Facebook.com and if you search for Mid-Missouri Virtual Venue, it'll pop right up. Okay, cool. What happens, Chris, with the proceeds for this? Yeah. So um, what, it, what it does is musicians, when they do their live stream, they can either put up a tip jar, a virtual tip jar where people can use PayPal or Venmo or Facebook uh, money. Uh, uh, they can contribute that way directly to the artist. Uh, or they can also do a cover charge. Um, generally, it's optional, and different musicians are doing different things. There's a ton of different genres of music musicians that are showing up 
at this website. Um, but that's a way that, uh, as audience members, we can help support musicians uh, during this time. Uh, because the other side of this is there are a lot of musicians who are involved in the food service industry, which is also uh, incredibly embattled right now. Uh, Chris, one more question for you. What were the musicians that you spoke with? I, I think you maybe spoke with the Burning Sisters or they were highlighted, we, um, yeah, which is a great band. What, what did they tell you about this and, how, and just how they're doing generally? Well, I didn't speak with the Burning Sisters. We highlighted some of their audio that, from their live stream. Uh, it's, but if you watch some of these, uh, it's kind of fun. You see, it's, uh, imagine your, your, your father, your grandfather, your grandmother trying to put together a live stream feed. So the first 10 to 30 seconds in a lot of these feeds are people trying to figure out their system, trying to figure out the cameras. Um, but they're excited. They're happy that this is a place where they can do something. There's an outlet for this type of artistic expression. Uh, and there's also an audience that they're still trying to connect with, even though we're all kind of going through this uh, really traumatic uh, situation for a lot of people uh, throughout the country. But this is a Missouri-specific uh, place where musicians and audiences can still connect. Okay, that's very cool. Thank you so much, Chris, for reporting on this really cool um, mid-Missouri virtual venue. So that's one way that artists and art lovers, musicians, and citizens can connect in this time of crisis. And that's pretty much what we're talking about today uh, with uh, Public Health Director and writer Lisa Safran. Um, so we're going to get to that conversation. Chris, uh, thank you so much for the chat. Thanks, and I look forward to talking to everyone on the phones. <laughs> yes, so Chris is inviting you all call us. And I apologize if some of you are maybe hearing an echo. This is the beauty of live radio. Um, uh, so we may have technical issues, so just kind of hang on um, and we'll get there. But um, we are talking about how you are finding uh, solace, meaning through art, music, reading, connection today. Um, and Chris Husted, who we just heard from, is taking your call. If you have something you're listening to, watching, reading, that is really helping you either escape or even going beyond the escape and just really helping you find meaning in crisis right now. We'd like to hear what you're listening to, what you're watching, um, what specifically maybe is helpful in getting through this crisis. Let us know. X and the marvelous Christopher Husted is taking your call. All right, let's go to Lisa Safran. Let me say just a little bit more about her. She lives and works between two worlds, arts and public health. And in her research, she examines how humanities and art impact health. She's here to help us today to sort through this question of how can humanities, art, books, music, help us through? Again, you can join our call at 882-9136. Um, let me go to Lisa. We already have some callers that want to join us. So let me bring Lisa in. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me, Janet. I'm really glad to talk with you. So let's start, Lisa, with a general question. How can arts and humanities help us in a crisis? Well, so one of the things I, I do in public health, and I can hear the echo, so hopefully it's not too distracting for your listeners. Um, I work in public health, but also health humanities. And health humanities recognizes that you cannot separate who we are as human beings and how we live in our communities, our um, cultural lives from the science and, and healthcare, medicine, and public health. Um, and so in addition to being a solace, art is a way of connecting with each other in times of crisis. And I think it can have really, really important impacts on the work we do in public health. So it's not really supplemental. It's actually 
almost as important as the science. It certainly um, can help us understand and integrate what we're hearing from epidemiologists and scientists into our lives. Right. You know, it's great. You talk about connection, and it just makes me think of, and I think you've used this quote before, uh, E.M. Forster, who said, only connect in Howard's End. And it really is about that connection, um, arts and literature, at the best of times, helps to connect. And a lot of this connection, I think, too, Aliza, is about story and storytelling. Can you talk about how storytelling specifically um, can help us connect with people? Well, so certainly, I mean, one of the things about storytelling and and literature and creative writing, which I'm really focused on, is um, it gives us a sense of the subtext. You know, what is the subjective experience of another person who is not ourselves? Like, what is going on with them? And and I'll give you an example of how that can be really, really useful in public health work. Um, So, you know, obviously in this crisis, but just when it's not crisis times, public health is really concerned with human behavior. You know, why, why do people sometimes do the thing that is not good for them? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if, um, you know, public health workers understand all of the influences on human behavior, but it's still really frustrating. Like, I don't understand. Like, why is this happening? Why are people doing this? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you can find in literature and in reading is that characters are always doing things that are not turning out well. They're always making bad choices. They're always... Um, doing things that they shouldn't. But in literature, they always have a rich inner life. There's a whole story behind why they do what they do. There's a context. And so engaging with literature helps public health professionals remember that other people have a whole context for their behavior that is maybe something that's not your own experience that you don't know about. So it adds humility in the work and, and compassion and empathy. That's amazing. Yes, compassion and empathy. That's an amazing thing that storytelling, I think, in art um, helps us to do that can get us through a crisis. Um, Lisa Safran, uh, thank you for being here. Well, let's, uh, Lisa, we're getting a few phone calls here lining up, so help me uh, field these phone calls. Let's hear uh, right now from Sharon Singing Moon. Sharon, thank you so much for joining the discussion. What's going on? Well, thank you so much for having this discussion. I loved what I just heard. I'm a visual artist as well as poet, and one of the things that we are doing uh, is meeting online. We have taken our critique groups and writing groups online through Zoom and other opportunities to keep supporting each other and sharing our work, and it also gives us a way to mark the time during the day because things seem to be very fluid when you don't have your regular activities and you're at home. Um, I also wanted to mention the art of gardening, which Mm. I think is really important now to be outdoors. We can wave to our neighbors from a distance and feel like we're being very productive. Yes, I feel like gardening. We're going to have to do an entire show on gardening one Friday, so stay tuned for that. Sharon, thank you so much for for calling in and sharing that. Uh, Another uh, caller on the air I want to bring in who uh, did not want to give their name but um, has a story to share. Uh, Thank you for calling. What would you like to share with us? Hey, it's not really an art uh, uh, topic, but it's more of a humanities. In uh, healthcare, there's a lot of things going on that have it all kind of, you know, a little out of sorts, and I'm a healthcare worker myself, and Mm-hmm. Um, and hold on, now my phone's going crazy. 
Are you are you still with Sorry us? Are you that. okay? Yeah, I got there. Okay. Sorry. Um, so yeah, we had a nice little moment. You know, babies are still being born. It's not exactly how we're wanting to do it in terms of having families around, but we had a great moment where a family who couldn't be there, extended family, mm-hmm. um, were able to actually stay outside and watch through the window, you know, from the floor below and held the baby up like a Simba moment. And it, wow. it really worked out really well. And oh, just, my goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah. You get the visual, right? So it was yeah. Movie, right? It was, uh, it was really a, a neat moment for, you know, all the healthcare people who were there and getting a little tired of all the things that are going on, you know, like everybody else. You know, we'd live it every day, but... Um, but it's neat to be able to see people work around, you know, and, and no matter what the uh, obstacle, people seem to be able to find a workaround. So. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's it. Uh, yeah. Well, if you don't mind staying on just for a second, I have another question for you. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. And you said you're a, you're a healthcare worker. You're obviously working on the front line. You're obviously working with babies um, coming into the world right now. So thank you for that reminder that, that life is, is going on and there are some joyful moments. Um, how are you finding the joyful moments and the rest? Just, uh, I know we're getting off topic slightly here, but I appreciate your calling in. What What is your experience like these days, and how are you holding up? Well, you know, there's a lot of camaraderie. We haven't probably seen the worst of it yet here in Columbia. You know, we got more to come. Um, we, mm-hmm. We're quite cognizant of all the things going on in New York and such, um, mm-hmm. and the struggles we're having, and, you know, mm-hmm. everybody, you know, kind of, has a little bit of gloom about them in terms of, you know, are we getting exposed every day? You know, the hard part is we don't know yes. what the the incidence of this infection is in the general population. So that is a tough one to get around. You know, mm-hmm. are we all looking at each other and a quarter of us are already infected? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Those are questions that the government really needs to get to the bottom of and help us help everybody else. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of a single disorder that we ever work with that we don't know what the incidence is, you know, yes, except mm-hmm. this one. And you know, mm-hmm. it's not like we don't know how to do it. You know, mm-hmm. a large population of people, and you figure it out. You know, it's a right. piece of cake if um, you happen to have the equipment and the testing to do it. Yes, and you, you, uh, we don't want to give out your name, but um, do you mind saying whether are you a physician working? Physician. Yeah. Yes, okay. Well, mm-hmm. I, it's nice to hear you use words like caram- camaraderie. Um, I'm glad mm-hmm. that's going on, and I'm sure it is, um, but I also know there's a lot of uncertainty. So, um, well, thank you for sharing that joyful moment, doctor. Um, hey, I listen to your show it. every day, you know? Yeah. Take a little time off from work and, and listen to it. It helps a lot. Okay, great. Well, st- stay in touch, and please take care. Well, thanks. Okay, and... Uh, Lisa, let's take one yeah. more call. We have um, someone who many of us will recognize. Alex George is on the line. Thanks, Alex, for calling in. Many of us are uh, missing being able to jump into Skylark and browse and talk to you about books. So it's nice to hear have your voice on the line, Alex. How are you doing? We're doing great. Thank you. It's, uh, it's busy times here where, um, where we're closed and people can't come to the door anymore, but we're still mailing uh, books out and uh, delivering them as well. So we're actually very busy. And uh, certainly the appetite for people, people's books hasn't, hasn't dimmed at all. If anything, people need them more than ever. Okay. And so, Alex, there's a lot to talk to you about. And just uh, listeners, just so you know, Alex has agreed to join us next Friday, where we'll have another sort of discussion going into the weekend about reading your way through a crisis. But we'll also talk to Alex, who's an author, about what it's like to um, have a book out uh, during this time and also uh, what the publishing industry is like and and the books industry is like right now. Um, But Alex, uh, do you have any reading recommendations? What sort of things are people reading and what are you reading um, to get by right now? Lots and lots of recommendations. I mean, 
one, one book that, that I think would be very good at this time is, is a book that we've sold a lot of since it came out. It's called The Book of Delights by Ross Gay. And it's a, it's, a, it's a book of short essays. He wrote one essay every day over the course of a year from one birthday to the next. And he was really just thinking about things that, where, where he found delight. And um, it's a lovely book. It's a very quirky book. Uh, and it's just, it just makes you feel good. You can dip in and out. Um, and it's just, it is delightful. Uh, and, and it's likely to um, raise anybody's spirits who reads it. Okay, Alex, so that's, that's incredible, Alex. Uh, I don't know, some of you just heard um, our producer, uh, one of our producers, TK, has something that she'd like to say about this yes. book that you're talking about right yes. now. Yes, Alex, ahead, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I picked that up at, at Skylark, and it's absolutely fantastic. I just wanted to co-sign. That's all. Thanks for joining yeah, us today. Right. Yeah, of course. So, so that's what, one, one option. And then a lot of people are looking to dive into fiction uh, as a way of just escaping <laughs> what they're seeing on yes. the news the whole time. Yes. Um, and there are obviously lots and lots of wonderful books to choose from. But if you're really looking to escape, there are a couple that we um, – uh, would particularly recommend at the moment. There's a book called The Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern, who also wrote The Night Circus. And that is a real, so it's a fantasy, literary fantasy book. You just dive in and get completely lost in the story. Uh, and that is, that is wonderful. Uh, there's another book called The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex Harrow, which is weirdly similar, but also quite different but again it's just it's a wonderful escape um and then there's a new book out that came out on tuesday by uh emily st john mandel uh, who a lot of people will remember wrote um station 11 which was a one read uh here a few years ago uh, and of course it seems particularly ironic because that book was all about a plague uh and what happened uh, in the aftermath of that her new book is very very different it's called the glass hotel um, and it's it's wonderful. It's very different, very sort of mysterious, um, ethereal, uh, and, a, and it's a wonderful read. Well, that's incredible. Alex, thank you so much for these great recommendations. It's really yeah, nice no to have the experience over the airwaves of sort of wandering into Skylark and hearing some recommendations <laughs> and talking books. So we'll have we'll look forward to more of a conversation with you uh, next Friday. Um, and in the meantime, uh, people can get in touch with Skylark online or by phone, order books um, from you. And so I'm sure you'll be hearing from, from some people and we'll stay in touch. All right. Thanks, Janet. Good Thanks, to talk Alex. to you. You too. All right, let's go back. Um, Lisa, uh, more questions for you. We have a couple of other colors that we will get to here in a moment. But Lisa, I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about your research because mm -hmm. you do look at how crises like the one that we're in or a catastrophe, for instance, you've written about climate change as well, doesn't just happen to us physically. It happens to us spiritually and culturally. And I think a lot of people do feel that that is some, a way that we're experiencing this crisis right now. Um, we maybe haven't even had a time sure. to step back and realize that that's what's happening. But can you talk about what you mean by that, that a crisis can happen to us spiritually and culturally as well as physically? Sure. Well, one of the things I noticed in the first caller, and it's wonderful hearing about uh, Skylark too, because I'm reading a lot, but um, mm -hmm. is, you know, we're inundated with, it's not just the, our days that are disorganized in um, shelter in place. It's, we're also disorganized with the amount of scientific information and news information that we're getting. We're just inundated. Mm -hmm. And so art, literature, and music is a way, 
it's a way to organize our thoughts and focus and, um, you know, determine what is valuable to us. So Mm. like the scientific information, it tells us what is happening and what is likely to happen, but there's not really a language in the scientific information for how we feel about that Mm. and what we're at risk of losing and, 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 you know, what we've lost already and how to connect with each other and literature and art and music for example, is where we talk about that. It's where we express grief. Um, it's how we recognize others' grief. Um, it's how we express hope, and it's how we focus on the things that mean something to us. And, you know, I'm actually, uh, poetry is a great solace to me. I, I love poetry. I'm not a poet. But there have been some poets that have come through the Unbound Book Festival. Alex George was just on the phone, um, that I think offer some really good examples. Mark mm-hmm. Doty. Um, lost his partner to uh, complications from AIDS and wrote a poem that I would recommend to all your listeners called Visitation, which is uh, something that we can hold on to and, and read and think about in terms of what will the world look like and what will our selves, spiritual selves, look like when this pandemic recedes. And mm-hmm. that poem is really about finding joy in the world after grief. And Lisa, so that's... it does help us organize our thoughts. Yes. Sorry. Yes, I'm sorry to, to jump in there. Y- yes, you know, you're making me realize that a lot of what we're going through does remind me of the HIV crisis, which we're still in that crisis. But mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. remember um, working, you know, in the um, late 90s in uh, for the Gay and Lesbian Times and, and seeing the um, the crisis unfold there, but also really the aftermath and the spiritual and cultural at- aftermath of that, which we're still seeing. Um, but it, there, there is something very similar about that. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, do, do you, by chance, Lisa, have that visitation? Do you have that poem handy? That, would you like to read it out to I us? I don't. I have another poem. You do? Okay. That I could, yes, I have a different book. So I would recommend visitation. I would also recommend, as related to, to um, another unbound poet who um, wrote about AIDS and having lost her brother to complications from AIDS. And that's Marie Howe wrote a poem called What the Living Do. But Mm -hmm. the poem that I have that I would recommend, and I can read to you, it's short, is by Mm -hmm. a woman named um, Olena Kalichuk Davis. And Mm -hmm. it it relates kind of to the sense of um, our lostness in this present moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's called The Panic of Birds. And it begins, the moon is sick of pulling at the river, and the river fed up with swallowing the rain. So in my lukewarm coffee in the bathroom mirror, there's a restlessness as black as a raven, landing heavily on the quiet lines of this house. Again, the sun takes cover, and the morning is dead tired of itself. Already, it's pelting and windy as I lean into the pain that proves this world is a cold, smooth place. Wind against window, let the words fight it out, as I try to remember. What is it that's so late in coming? What was it I understood so well last night, so well it kissed me sweetly on the forehead? Wind against window and my late flowering brain, heavy, gone to seed. Pacing from room to room, and in each window, a different version of a framed woman, unable to rest, set against a sky full of beating wings and abandoned directions. 
her five-chambered heart filling with the panic of birds, asking, what? What if not this? All right, Lisa Safran, thank you so much for reading that. Um, this is KBIA. You're listening to our noontime check-in together. Today's is a little different. We're talking art. We're talking literature. We're talking about how art and literature, music can get us through a crisis. Um, we've got a little bit of poetry going on here on a Friday noon check-in on KBIA. I'm Janet Saidi, and we're talking with writer and public health director Lisa Safran about health and humanities and finding meaning in this crisis. Um, Lisa, we have another... Um, Caller on the line. I'd love to go to Lisa Lisa Bartlett um, from Artlandish Gallery in Columbia. Lisa, how are you and Artlandish doing these days? Hi. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, well, Artlandish closed its doors last week, mm. um, and um, so we're not doing that great. But okay. you know what? The artists are doing great, and we're all um, banding together and helping each other out. We've starting an online presence and um you know we're staying in communication with each other and it's almost it almost brings us all together even more than before okay. but we i know we all miss the interactions with the other artists okay. and that's kind of yeah how how are you all connecting how are you staying connected well for instance yesterday we had an impromptu meeting in the alley Okay. And, uh, stayed six feet apart and, uh -huh. you know, chatted about what we're all doing, what mm -hmm. we can do, plotting and planning for the North Village Arts District. You know, we've had to shut down first Fridays mm -hmm. and um, that saddens all of us because yes. that was such a great, um, you know, event. Okay. That well, happens every month. Yeah. 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 It's it's a lot of this is sad, and we're kind of seeing not only, of course, it's not just a health crisis we're in. We're also moving into to something of an economic crisis, and so um, the community is going to need to stay together mm -hmm. and keep uh, keep together, as you say, Lisa. Even if it means just shouting down the alley at each other, but in some way, we will keep finding ways of connecting. Um, yeah. Lisa, thank you so much for your call. And one thing Lisa and North Village Arts, Arts District and other business owners should know is that on Monday's show, we will be looking at uh, business and economic impact. And we'd really love to hear from local businesses, um, our North Village Arts District businesses and others throughout the Columbia area and even in mid-Missouri. Um, let us know how that's going for you on Monday's noon check-in here on KBIA. Um, Lisa, thank you so much for being our guest today and joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you. Do you have any final words to leave us with? Um, we need to wrap up now, um, but it's been a lively discussion. Thank you for the poetry and thank you for being here. Any last words for us? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so I was really glad to be here. I think it's just that remember that engaging with art is not a passive activity. It's a way that we can actively connect with our community. And then in art, we can also see how others are experiencing this crisis. And, for example, what heroism looks like, what, what um, hope looks like. What hope looks like. Thank you so much, Lisa Safran. That's a wonderful way to go out. That's it for today's live forum on KBIA. Thanks to Lisa Safran. Thanks to all of you who called in and shared your stories with us. 
this program is produced by Chris Husted and me with KBIA News Director Ryan Vermuliner, Zia Kelly, and Madison Conti. If you're needing help, you can call 211 for the United Way. You can also go to a city county website, como.gov slash coronavirus. There's a get help section there. Sounds like you can also check out Mid-Missouri Virtual Venue for more info. Uh, If you did not get a chance to call in today, but you have something to tell us, call our voicemail line. It's 877-532-0971. I know that's tough to remember, but you can also get that number at kbia.org. And for more community and conversation over the airwaves, meet us back here at noon, same time Monday. I'm Janet Saidi. Stay well and stay in touch. You are listening to KBIA 91.3 FM. I'm producer Christopher Husted. That was a rebroadcast of today's live check-in show on KBIA. Tune in Monday through Friday at noon for the live call-in show. Or leave us a message at 877-532-0971. That's 877-532-0971.